Sheriff's staff is ready when you are. Good evening, everybody. And welcome to the August 1st, 2022 Sacramento Youth Commission meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Fong. Present. Commissioner Francis. Is currently absent. Commissioner Galvez. Present. Commissioner Hutt. Is currently absent. Commissioner Marin. Commissioner Marin. I do see Commissioner Marin online and unmuted. Um, we'll come back to you, Commissioner Marin. Commissioner Morley. President. Commissioner Abolu. Present. Commissioner Rupri. Present. Commissioner Segura. Present. Commissioner Urban. Present. Commissioner White. Present. Vice Chair Sue. Present. Chair Hong. Present. And going back to Commissioner Marin. Present. Great. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you. This meeting is virtual via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, please raise your hand to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, click on the raise hand button on the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine. Then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisinan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Putwin Wintun people, and the people of the Wilton Ranchera, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. 
Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The next item is public comments, matters not on the agenda. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments, matters not on the agenda? Thank you, Chair. We do have one member of the public with their hand raised. Our first speaker is Jessica Gonzalez. Hi, good evening. Can everyone hear me okay? We can. Okay, great. So thank you for allowing me just a few minutes. I wanna make sure that everyone is aware of SACRT's Ride Free RT program. And what that is, it's Fair Free Transit for youth in grades transitional kindergarten through 12th grade. So that allows them to ride SACRT buses, light rail, also our Smart Ride on-demand microtransit service. So that is free any day, anywhere, anytime. Um, that SACRT is available. It's also available in Elk Grove as well because we took over service for Elk Grove Transit Services last year. So there are, there is a special card you need, a Ride Free RT card. They are distributed to all school locations. They're also available at all public libraries and also at SACRT's Customer Service and Sales Center. So my ask for your group tonight is if any of you um, personally ride transit, ride SACRT or know anyone, who's a student in TK through 12 that rides SACRT. We are looking for personal testimony for our blog that we do. We also are doing some video series for social media for, um, and to share for um, a toolkit for our partners to spread the word about this program. Um, our student program is our, probably our most popular um, for ridership, but we want to make sure that everyone knows that this is available to them um, because this is we're one of the only transit agencies across the country that do offer this completely unrestricted. So that was my pitch for you tonight. If anyone's interested, I, um, I believe the commission has my contact information. Um, we are looking hopefully to do something next week. Um, we'll work around schedules, of course, um, but would love participation if anyone has a transit story to share. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I have no additional speakers with their hands raised. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish, um, sorry. So our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Oh, uh, Chris, I see you have your hand raised. Um, Chair Hong, just we have, I think like, four or five new commission members. You guys see many new faces and names up there. So if we can go around and I ask that um, everybody on the commission, if you guys can do introductions of yourselves, the school in which you attend, and um, or if you're not attending school, if you're working, um, provide that information along with the grade if you are in school, that would be great. And the district in which you represent. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Claire, could you please call the roll call? And um, Chris, just to clarify, did you want us to go around the room with all commissioners? Yes, because okay. we have five new commissioners joining our uh, joining the commission since we last met in June. 
And so this is the first time that they have been at a meeting, and I think it's important for all of this team to be able to introduce themselves and um, start sharing information about themselves. Sure. Um, our first commissioner is Commissioner Fong. Um, hi, my name is Inslee Fong. I'm going to be a junior at Christian Brothers this August. And um, I have C at N and Dix District 7. Thank you. Commissioner Francis is currently absent. Commissioner Galvez? Hi, my name is Erica Galvez. I'm currently a third or I, I'm going to start my fourth year at UC Davis, um, finishing up my political science major. Um, and I rep currently represent district two. Thank you. Commissioner Hutt is currently absent. Commissioner Marin. Um, my name is Jen Marin and I'm going to be a junior at Interpol High School. And I represent District 3. Thank you. Commissioner Morley? Hi, everyone. My name is Kamora Morley. I attend CK Mokachi High School. I am an 11th grader and I am in District 8. Thank you. Commissioner Bolu? Hi everyone, um, my name is Adia. I'm going to be a senior at Intercom High School and I represent District 1. Thank you. Commissioner Rupri? Hello, my name is Adia Rupri. Uh, I attend Intercom High School and I'm going into senior year and I represent District 1. Thank you. Commissioner Segura? Uh, hi, I'm Liliana. I go by Gracie. Um, I go to West Campus and I'm going to be a junior and I represent District 3. Thank you. Commissioner Urban. Hi, my name is Sage and I go to McClatchy High School and I represent District 7. Thank you. Commissioner White. Hello, my name is Anita. I'm uh, going to be a junior at St. Francis High School and I represent District 4. Thank you. Vice Chair Sue. Uh, hi, my name is Leo. I go to West Campus High School and I represent District 5. Thank you. And Chair Hong. Hello, everyone. My name is Kylie and I'm going to be a senior at Miraloma High School um, and I'm a mayoral commissioner. Thank you. Okay, so our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I currently do not have any members of the public with their hands raised. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Okay. Uh, is there a motion and a second for the consent calendar? A motion. I'll second. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Galvez motions to approve the consent calendar and Vice Chair Sue um, seconds it. Will the clerk please call the roll for the vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Fong. Aye. 
Commissioner Francis is absent. Commissioner Galvez? Aye. Commissioner Hutt is currently absent. Commissioner Marin? Aye. Commissioner Morley? Aye. Commissioner Abolu? Aye. Commissioner Rupri? Uh, aye. Commissioner Segura? Aye. Commissioner Urban? Aye. Commissioner White? Aye. Vice Chair Sue? Aye. And Chair Hong? Aye. Thank you, motion passes. Thank you. We will now proceed to the discussion calendar. Item two is the 2022 Summer at City Hall student presentation. Uh, is there a staff presentation for this? Oh, Chris, we can't hear you. I always do that, my fault. So I will repeat. Good evening, everybody. My name is Chris Wimberly. I am the Recreation Superintendent within the Youth Division, and we are so excited to be here tonight to present the Summer at City Hall 2022 projects, Project City Hall projects. Some of you that are on this commission right now were part of this program last year, and we actually have some new commission members that are part of this year's program. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Rhonda Patterson, the program supervisor for the Summer at City Hall program. Thank you, Chris. And good evening, uh, Sacramento Youth Commission, uh, Chair Hong and Vice Chair Sue and commissioners. Um, again, my name is Rhonda Patterson. I am the program supervisor for civic engagement um, and I oversee the Summer at City Hall program as well as the Sacramento Youth Commission. We just want to thank you for the opportunity this evening, and I'll be introducing you tonight uh, to each of the six Summer at City Hall presentations. Um, we will start tonight with our lead crew, the Keter Kids. Hi, my name is Supriya Patel. I am from District 1 and I go to Intercom High School and I'm proud to be representing today on behalf of the Keter Kids. Hi, my name is Frontier Saldana. Apologies for my camera issue. I've been trying to fix it all day and uh, I reside in District 4 and I attend Arthur A. Benjamin Health Professions High School. Hello. My name is Xavier Ariaga. I go to John Kennedy High School and I reside in District 5. My name is Zing Shi Lang. I go to John F. Kennedy High School and I reside in District 8. My name is Z Setzer. I go to McClatchy and I live in District 7. We also have two members, Josiah and Tuyet, who could not make it today with us. So our presentation and our Project City Hall is going to concern domestic violence, specifically domestic violence prevention. So 
as part of our project, we have created a website, a PSA, a billboard concept, a social media call to action, and more. So Z is going to talk a little bit more about our public awareness campaign. The Keter Kids proposes that the city launches a public awareness campaign to share important resources with victims of domestic violence. We propose that the city shares these resources through the promotion of our website, sacdvresources.card.co, which includes information regarding hotlines, legal assistance, shelters, and educational resources for both survivors and, and advocates. And now we are going to showcase our PSA. Hi, my name is Supriya, and I am a member of the Keter Kids team. And our Project City Hall project concerns domestic violence and domestic violence prevention. Domestic violence is the act of violent or aggressive behavior within homes, typically involving the violent physical or mental abuse of a spouse or partner. In an interview with an anonymous licensed attorney, violence in households affect people not only physically, but can also be the cause of several mental health issues, such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Young children in these abusive households can also de uh, develop the same physical and mental issues, a detriment to early emotional development. In Sacramento, domestic violence has increased drastically throughout the years and is now a pressing issue that needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Promoting support for those going through difficult times is crucial. Normalizing nonviolent, communicative, and problem solving in relationships is a step in the right direction towards violence prevention. The Keter Kids propose that the city launches a public awareness campaign to share important resources with victims of domestic violence. Those who are victims of domestic violence deserve the support they need, which is why we have compiled a list of accessible resources on our website. Together as a community, we can raise awareness and prevent domestic violence. Always remember, it's okay to get help. Thank you for watching. And now we have our billboard. For our billboard, we chose purple as the main color for the background and for one of our characters. Purple is the color for domestic violence awareness, so that's why we chose it as a color for one, to show she is struggling with domestic violence in her life. The other person on our billboard is blue to represent stability because blue is the color of stability and reliability. So the picture is representing a victim going to a trusted person for help. On our billboard, we have our website and a hotline that you can text if you need help. Thank you. Now it's time for our social media call to action. Hi guys, Winter here, a, a member of the Keter Kids, a group of teens working to bring domestic violence awareness and prevention. Today, I want to go over the different ways you can do to help stop domestic violence. 
please take into consideration that this video may trigger certain viewers. If you see domestic violence in general or any type of physical abuse occurring, you can call 911 and notify the police and give a description of the situation. Another way would be if you personally know the person, let them know about our page. We provide the phone numbers of multiple resources the victim can use to help themselves and, if they have them, their children. Violence is never the key to a healthy relationship. It's okay to get help. Follow us on TikTok and please leave a like on this video to help spread awareness. Thank you! And now for our website. We have created a website called sacdvresources.card.co, giving valuable resources such as legal assistance and hotlines for those who experience domestic violence all over the Sacramento area. The website also offers educational resources that can be used in learning environments and can help stop domestic violence, including warning signs, support, and statistics. This project is important because it it is estimated that 10 million people are affected by domestic violence every year. But we shouldn't lose hope because together we can defeat domestic violence. Thank you for your time. Now we open it up to any questions. Thank you so much for your guys' presentation. It was extremely uh, informative and I'm so happy to see um, all the work that you guys were able to accomplish regarding um, domestic violence and providing resources for all of that. Um, do any of the commissioners have any questions? Commissioner Galvez? Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't have any questions. I think this is a really well done project. I, I appreciate all of the efforts that you guys did into making this. Um, great work. I just, yeah, great work. This is a really serious issue, especially in Sacramento. We are a hot spot for sex trafficking and domestic violence. It's, it's an issue. But I'm very glad that you guys chose this topic and took it um, very seriously and put a lot of effort. I appreciate that. Um, I had one question, um, which is, uh, first off, what do you think is the biggest issue concerning domestic violence? Like, what do you think the city should attempt to tackle first regarding domestic violence? And secondly, um, what do you think is the best way for the city to help um, spread these resources and spread your website? Yeah, so as part of the public awareness campaign project that we did, we suggested that they share this website, not only through the billboards, but also through you know, sharing our PSA in newsletters on their website, you know, via paid social media ads, just however they can use their pre-existing platforms to amplify this message. And then in terms of what we think that the city can do about domestic violence, since domestic violence prosecution is not within their jurisdiction, we primarily support the city helping to raise awareness around this issue and helping to direct people to the resources that we mentioned. Thank you. Um, Commissioner White. 
All right, first off, I want, I want to congratulate you guys on an amazing presentation. You guys did really well and the research was very thorough and I'm extremely impressed. Um, my one question is, because obviously domestic violence is an incredibly multifaceted issue, how do you think economic and maybe like educational barriers affect domestic violence? Or I guess a better phrasing would be like, how do economic and educational barriers affect attempts to combat domestic violence? Um, domestic violence is an issue everywhere. We see that. Um, but in some lower income families, uh, we can see it a lot more because of their status and them not getting everything that they would need for help. Uh, Commissioner Morley? Um, I just had a comment, and I just wanted to say that I loved your guys' presentation. Um, I saw it already because I also am a student at Summerett City Hall, but I just wanted to congratulate you guys again. Thank you. There are no other further comments. I would like to thank you guys once again for the presentation. Um, and I know you guys are going to do great things in the future. Chair Hung, are we ready for our second presentation? Yep, I believe we are. All right. Well, with that, we're going to introduce and invite Team Huggetry to do their presentation. Good evening, members of Sacramento Youth Commission. We face many injustices in our world today, and us interns of this year's 2022 Summer at City Hall are tackling the one injustice that has the potential to ruin our planet. Hi, my name is Ashley Hernandez. I reside in District 3, and I am currently attending Grand Union High School, and this is my team. Hi, my name is Ava Vildelid. I reside in District 3, and I'm currently attending Natomas High School. Hi, my name is Emmy Lee. I reside in District 1 and I am currently attending Intercom High School. Hi, my name is James Yang. I reside in District 5 and I'm currently attending the School of Engineering and Sciences. Hi, my name is Kayleen Nguyen. I reside in District 7 and I'm currently attending John F. Kennedy High School. Hi, my name is Mihir Katyal. I reside in District 1. I'm currently attending Intercom High School. Hi. My name is Tristan Jeffers. I reside in District 5, and I'm currently attending American Legion High School. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to the youth of today. We are Team Huggetry, and over the course of this program, we have worked in developing our project on recycling and composting. Sacramento represents California, and we, the community, must set examples to implement changes. Through interviews with professionals, we learned how important sustainable waste disposal can be to reduce the impact of climate change. Through surveys, we learned that many people did not know how to properly recycle or compost. Some didn't even know about the new composting program in Sacramento, SB1383. A major part of our project is to spread more awareness and education about composting and recycling, such as what items go into which bin, as well as to provide people with more access to resources. We want to ensure that more people can recycle and compost in the city, impacting the environment in a positive way. 
We will now show our PSA. Welcome, Player One. The year is 2022. Our Earth is heating up and overflowing with human-inflicted pollution. We're running out of time. How will we clean up the mess we made? Play this video game to learn one way we can right our wrongs. Stop, what are you doing? I'm just trying to throw away my trash. But that's not all trash, it can recycle or compost it. Why would I want to do that? Do you want to live in a world filled with trash? If you only throw away your garbage in a trash can, then all of your food waste will go to the landfill. Well, your fruit can become nutrients and fertilizer, or your plastic bottle can become another bottle of water. But how would I even compost or recycle when there aren't any recycling or composting bins in sight? That's why we need to contact your local government and ask them to put more composting and recycling bins in public places. How much do you actually know about your trash? About 9 million tons of non-recycled plastic ends up in global oceans and beaches. By recycling plastic, we help by making sure less waste is littered or added to landfills. Same with composting. In fact, when organic food waste gets dumped into landfills, it releases methane as it decomposes. Methane is a short-lived climate pollutant. Although it only lasts for a short time in the atmosphere, it traps lots of heat. However, by repurposing our organic waste through the new composting program in Sacramento, we give back to our land, reduce the amount of waste in landfills, and keep short-lived climate pollutants out of the atmosphere. Okay, so now there's new bins. But how do I sort my trash? That's an excellent question. Any food waste, like your banana peel, can be put into the composting bin. You can also compost food colored napkins. What about my plastic water bottle? Materials made out of plastic, glass, or cardboard go into the recycling bin. But make sure they have a symbol on the back that shows that it can be recycled. I know that food waste goes into the compost, and recyclable materials go into the recycling bin. But I still have left on my trash. What do I do with this? Unfortunately, not all of our trash can be recycled or composted. Trash, like wrappers and plastic bags, need to go into the trash bin, then the landfill. If some of my trash is already going into the landfill, then why should I even bother to compost or recycle in the first place? Because even though our landfills are still getting filled, we can do what we can in our power to reduce the amount of food waste and recyclables going to waste. If more people like you recycle and compost, we will all live in a cleaner, healthier world. And always remember, think outside the bin. Thank you for playing Think Outside the Bin with Team Hugatree. See you next time. Thank you for watching. I'd now like to pass on to James Yang to explain our billboard. Thank you, Mahir. Hello again, my name is James Yang and I'll be talking about our billboard. Our billboard includes a close look of a water bottle in the midst of the ocean since it was not properly disposed of. A water bottle as such will possibly take hundreds of years to decompose. 
we decided to use this image to show the harsh effects that we are causing when we don't recycle or compost properly and efficiently. Our slogan in our billboard is Think Outside the Bin. Our goal with this slogan was to encourage people to use more environmentally friendly actions, such as throwing away trash in a way that reuses their waste. Now I'd like to pass it on to Emmy and Tristan to talk about the data that we've collected. Thank you, James. Hello, my name is Tristan first. And my name is Emmy Lee. We got the following pieces of information from interviews, the California Museum's National Geographic Planet or Plastic Exhibit and peer surveys. Over 5 trillion pieces of plastic are currently in our oceans all over the world. 73% of plastic trash is found on international beaches. 9 million tons of plastic are in the ocean annually. Our composting program has a goal to reduce pollution and toxic greenhouse gases by 10% in 2025. In a survey that we sent out to our peers, we asked, how often do you see recycling and composting bins around the city? 59.9% saw some recycling or composting bins, 19% saw very few, another 19% saw various, and 2.5% saw no recycling or composting bins. We also asked our peers if they knew where their nearest recycling centers were. While 53.2% said that they did, an entire 46.8% said that they did not. This survey was a vital part to gaining information about our topic because we wanted to amplify and listen to the voices of our youth. Now I'd like to pass it on to Ava and Ashley to walk us through our solutions. Thank you, Emmy. Hello, everybody. I shall introduce myself once again. My name is Ava, and I'm here with Ashley to discuss Team Hugatree's solutions. Starting off, we'd like to fu use funds to cover our expenses to make sure that with every order of recycling and composting bins, the consumer receives a laminated paper informing them what products should be recycled, as well as how to properly clean containers to avoid unrecyclable recyclables. The reasoning behind our plan is to further help spread Sacramento Zero Waste 2025 plan. It's clear that recycling and reducing waste works. Therefore, if each individual played their part, we'd be building better habits within ourselves to achieve our goal. Now I'd like to pass it on to Kayleen to explain our social media call to action. Thank you, Ashley and Ava. Hello again, my name is Kayleen Wynn. And we made our social media call to action to reach the youth about composting and recycling throughout the community in a quick way. Here it is. Did you know that 9 million tons of plastic washes up on our beaches and oceans every year? We have to stop this and help save our planet. By recycling items such as plastic, glass, and cardboard into the recycling bin, these Items then get used into everyday things or remade. By putting items such as food waste and food soil napkins in a composting bin, they end up in landfills which help degrade our soil. By doing these procedures, we can help save our planet one step at a time. If we don't take action now, the damages that are done will be irreversible. That's why we all need to start recycling composting to make a positive impact in our world. We can also reduce current problems such as climate change or pollution with recycling and composting. With your help, we can make our community we hope that more recycling and composting bins can be placed around the city. 
and more education, awareness, and accessibility will be spread about this topic so everyone receives information on what they can and can't recycle and compost. We will make a change for our environment for the better. This concludes our presentation. Thank you all so much for taking your time to listen. And always remember, think outside the bin. We will now accept any questions and or comments. Thank you so much for such an informative presentation. Um, Commissioner Abolu, you have a question? Um, I just have a comment. I loved your guys' public service announcement. Like, I almost just, like, started laughing. Like, it was just so good and so creative. So, like, I just, I want to say you guys did such a great job. And I love how you guys have, like, a tagline and stuff like that. Like, I just love it because I also feel like it's something, like, kids our age would, like, actually watch and enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, like, funny. Like, I actually enjoyed watching it type thing. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say you guys did a great job. Um, you guys should be super proud of yourselves. And yeah, I think this is a great initiative and I'm really excited about it. Thank you. Commissioner Morley. Um, so I agree. The presentation was really good. I loved your PSA. Um, I was curious um, for the presenters, do you guys see like recycling bins and composting bins at your school? Because I know I don't really see them a lot. Um, so I was just curious if it was like a district thing because this is like really good. Um, I can take that question. Yes, I also agree that I do not see enough recycling bins out in my school. It's usually a lot of trash bins and we the goal of our project is to change that because we not only want to see more recycling and composting bins at our schools, but also in more public places like parks that especially kids like us frequent. Thank you for your question. Commissioner Marlin. Sorry, Commissioner Barron. Uh, I think we should like, definitely implement this kind of program. And I, I don't think that we should really try to implement it at our schools because like our school, I mean my school, like we don't have any recycle bins and it's really good that you guys are trying to use this project and because try making a food waste policy for our school regarding some laws that are implemented and then the government should really focus, well the schools should really focus on following laws like AB 827 or AB 1838. So yeah, we should, that's a really good program we should focus on. Thank you for your comment. Uh, Commissioner Fawn? Oh, yeah, I also loved your project. I can tell it was very well researched and I love this slogan. I was wondering what like websites and resources you guys would direct people to if people want to learn more about how to recycle and compost properly. I can take that question. So some resources and websites that we went on when we were researching were a lot of the city's websites. Um, and we found information from the city websites um, about what to recycle and compost and when. 
Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Galvez. Uh, thank you. I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, Commissioner Bolo basically took what I wanted to say. Be proud of yourselves. This is a really great slogan, great work that you guys did, especially when the city has been rolling out um, compost bins for residential homes. I'm still not receiving mine, so I got to call 311, but um, you guys are doing a really great job bringing awareness to this, bringing how we need to change, how we recycle, put trash and compost. You know, we learn and we grow, so we need to adapt and include this into our daily routine. So thank you guys. I believe those are all the questions we have. Uh, once again, I would like to say thank you so much for your presentation. Well, thanks for those two great presentations and all of the questions. What we would like to do now is bring up Team Rocket. Hello, my name is Adidev Rupra. I reside in District 1 and I attend Intercom High School. Hello, my name is Adonis Bray. I reside in District 6 and I attend New Technology High School. Hello, my name is Hanu Toa. I reside in District 2 and I attend Foothill High School. Um, hello, Isabella Banner isn't currently here, but she resides in District 4 and attends C. Clay Makashi High School. My name is Jeju. I reside in District 5, and I attend John F. Kennedy High School. Hello again. My name is Richard Mardo. I reside in District 1, and I attend Intercom High School. Hello. My name is Teresa Zhu. I reside in District 8, and I attend West Campus High School. Good evening, members of the Sacramento Youth Commission. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Once again, my name is Hanu Toa, and I reside in District 2. We are Team Rocket and our topic is focused on bringing awareness to climate change while demonstrating a probable call to action. Our presentation incorporates the plans of the city as well as what the citizens can do at both a small and large scale to achieve a more sustainable and renewable future. Hello, again, my name is Jade Ju. The theme of our presentation suggests that solar powered vehicles be a viable solution to combat the growing rate of greenhouse gas emissions. As transportation is a leading sector of not only our cities, but the state's issue in fueling the climate crisis, we are here to de demonstrate a means that will protect the city from its detrimental effects. Given our plans and that we're the role model as a capital of the state, we can make a change against climate change. Being the next generation that'll empower the city, I encourage you all to support our goal in rethinking everyday energy. We'll now be presenting our PSA. Sacramento, the city of trees, is lost in crisis as we speak. Climate change is a natural shift in an environment's weather and temperature. Though in recent years, human activities have negatively impacted the rate of global warming. Leading contributors are transportation and energy. As of 2019, transportation is responsible for 41% of carbon emissions in California. As a collective, we can make a change against climate change by aligning our ethics both individually and corporately. Our plan is an extension of Sacramento's lead on, on California's 2030 zero carbon plan. By targeting the intersection of energy and transportation carbon emissions, utilizing the city's resources of sustainable and renewable energy is vital. Um, my opinion on climate change is it's up to us as a community to fix it and tackle the problem together. We can't do it alone. 
Climate change is a worldwide problem that I feel a lot of people aren't very informed about. Like, I know me personally, I don't know much about climate change. I know that it's real and I know that it's affecting everywhere in all different types of ways. Climate change is a prevalent issue in today's society and we need to take action before too much damage is done and it's irreversible. Um, I think climate change is a serious issue right now. It's progressively getting worse and you can actually see the consequences so far in the Sacramento region. You can help support our clean energy vision. So those are things that are really simple. If you have email, you can get your bills emailed to you uh, instead of receiving a paper copy. Uh, but there are other things that you can do, like trying, you know, opting to take the bus or walk instead of driving to the store down the street. Um, we recognize that those aren't possible for everyone. Um, everyone's sort of commitment to a clean power city will look a little bit different. Uh, and so we have online resources, um, and then we have our clean power champions that will go out into the community and talk to people about uh, our zero carbon plan while also passing out swag. Um, and so we're doing our best to sort of meet the community where they're at. Renewable energy is a source of power derived from natural resources that cannot be depleted over time. Reusable energy creates, strengthens, and powers communities to become self-sufficient and eco-friendly. If the mission to solar panel Sacramento public transit isn't acted on today, the community will face harmful damages. Public transportation's fuel to greenhouse gas emissions greatly contributes to air pollution and thus the damages of air quality, citizens' health, and the community's geography. Our plan focuses on making solar panel installment more accessible and on powering Sacramento public transit with solar power energy. Hello again, um, I'm Adi Devrupraj. In a survey our team conducted towards our peers at Summer at City Hall and at home, we found that of 86 responses, over 74% do not actively take part in fighting against climate change. By issuing our plan to the general public, we can ensure that each individual has an opportunity in rethinking their energy choices. Although we can't generalize the statistics to the city's population, it does reveal the current standpoint we are at with civically engaged students lacking such awareness. Implementing our plan casts a foreground to accommodating sustainable habits over traditional harmful habits such as driving. I will now present our social media call to action. It is a general synopsis of the discussion we bring up in our PSA. We simplify the fundamentals of the climate crisis while pointing out its pros and cons. We hope you enjoyed our social media call to action, and I will pass the mic to Richie to present our billboard. Thank you, Audie. Hello, I am Richie Murdoch, and we'll be presenting the details of our billboard. The capacity of our entire city becomes an audience as it demonstrates ways citizens, families, and travelers are able to rethink everyday energy. It holds a pathless appeal as it calls out highway drivers to reflect on the hazard emissions of their car in comparison to riding solar-powered public transportation. We focus on the use of solar because it's the most practical and environmentally friendly method of reducing the negative effects, including greenhouse gas emissions and regular, uh, regular temperatures, of our main cause to reduce climate change. Specifically, solar energy displaces fossil fuels by using a clean and abundant renewable sources of energy from the sun that will greatly impact our atmosphere and the health of our community. The billboard shows the simplicity in making a change by the simplicity of what it takes to rethink everyday energy. I will now pass the mic back to Harmony.
The vitality and rethinking everyday energy becomes crucial as we evolve into a future of cleanliness, empowerment, and revolutionary customs. Our youth today presents to you a viable means that will support the city's goals of recreation and sustainability, and ultimately make a self-sufficient Sacramento, the solar-powered public transit. Thank you for listening to us today. Any questions and or comments? Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, Commissioner White, you have a question? Uh, first, again, I want to congratulate you guys on the presentation. This was really well researched and honestly, like the social media outreach and everything was really well done. So congratulations. Um, quick question about, you know, just solar panels in general. Um, you know, solar panels are known to create a lot of waste in landfills and they have toxic, toxic chemicals that could possibly create toxic waste. Um, and while they're, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you here, but what do you think is a possible solution where you could recycle solar panels sustainably? Does that make sense? I'm not trying to disagree with your, yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Uh, no, I, I can take this if you want it, if you want to take it. All right, so there are some uh, companies that are like actively trying to figure out ways to recycle solar panels renewably. It's, yeah, there's like processing plants. They're, um, what's the word? in development right now. Thank you. Um, I also had a question. So you guys put forth um, a very a very well thought out solution about using solar panels as a way to combat um, all the fossil fuels that are being currently used. How do you think other youths can help, help um, encourage your mission? Okay, I'll take this question. Um, within our interview um, with SMUD, they said that they take very, um, various, or they enact on various ways that the youth can um, volunteer and contribute to their mission. And like they're saying, they have their champions and they have their um, like pop-up stands at local events where the youth can come in and they can help educate and spread awareness on um, both climate change and the use of solar panels. Thank you. Okay, um, if we have no further questions, I would like to thank you guys again for such an amazing presentation. All right, so good evening, Sacramento Youth Commission. Uh, my name is Maria Vides Medal, and I am the Summer City Hall Program Coordinator. Uh, this evening, I will be introducing our next uh, presentation, but before that, I would like to take a minute to big a huge shout out to our 2022 Summer at City Hall returning youth. This year, they are known as a Dumbledore's Army. So for the Harry Potter's uh, fans, so they also love Harry Potter, so they call themselves Dumbledore's Army. 
So, and they are, if they can turn on their camera so we can see your uh, faces, please. Uh, Ashlyn Bracamonte, Brandon Pelupo is not attending today, but he was part of the program. Same as Amy ba Emma Bailey, Jennifer Chan, Malik Powell, Tia Janet Harris, and Tiffany Chan. And Tiffany is also not with us today. Uh, but she was a huge part of the program. So we are so thankful for having uh, them as part of their 2022 Summer at City Hall family. Their commitment, their support, and dedication to our program is highly appreciated. Um, their leader, leadership and guidance, uh, they are such an essential part of this program. So we are so thankful for having them. So thank you, returning youth. All right, so uh, having said that, I'm going to go ahead and continue and uh, introduce our next topic. Uh, it is uh, Saving the Stray Animals and will be presented by Team The Anomalies. Thank you. We're going to screen share. Sorry, one second. No problem. Okay, hi again, everyone. My name is Kamora Morley. I reside in District 8 and I attend CK McClatchy High School. My name is Jayla Brown. I go to John F. Kennedy High School and reside in District 7. Hello, my name is Julia Osun Moreno. I go to McClatchy High School and I reside in District 8. Hello, my name is Shane Galvu. I attend Grant Eaton High School and I reside in District 2. My name is Henry Track. I attend Harm Johnson High School, and I reside in District 6. We also had another member, Ikra, um, cannot be here with us today, but they attend John F. Kennedy High School and reside in District 8. Today, we want to bring up the topic of animal safety through stray animals. Animal safety and stray animals are a huge problem in Sacramento, especially in the summer as it is their reproducing season. Being stray does not only affect the animal, but also the people in the community, as many stray animals come with rabies and other health and safety related issues. Next slide. Over the years in Sacramento, the number of strays has drastically increased. With the number of strays, shelters have become overcrowded. This has led to shelter employees becoming overwhelmed, dogs and cats becoming roadkill, and humans being endangered due to angry or defensive animals. Next slide, please. The more stray animals in the city, the more health and safety problems they bring. Issues like rabies and other zoonotic diseases could be spread to humans. Stray dogs will often scavenge for food, causing a disturbance throughout the area. And overall, communities don't feel very positive when they see dead strays and other stray animals roaming around the streets. Next slide, please. The three major animal shelters in Sacramento are Front Street Animal Shelter, Bradshaw Animal Shelter, and Happy Tailed Animal Sanctuary. Next slide, please. Um, how we can help these animals is by trying to look for their owners before returning them to shelters or city care, getting them spayed slash neutered, and only getting a pet if you're responsible. 
I'll show the next slide. Sorry. Well, we would like to introduce our PSA now. Hey guys, it's Jayla and Juju. Today we're here to talk about the program Strays Off the Streets. Strays Off the Streets is a program dedicated to help get strays off the streets in Sacramento. We may only just have fans right now, but we're working on big goals in the future. Not only have me and Jayla decided to raise awareness for this issue, but so have a few friends of ours. Now let's go say hello. I'm Henry. Do you like animals? Because I do. Hello, my name is Kamora Morley, and I am so happy to be here with you guys. Hi, I'm Ikram. I'm here to share the video. Hi, my name is Shane Galzu, and it's nice to meet you guys, and save the strays. <laughs> I am so glad to have worked with my team on such an important issue, and... Since this is such a public matter, we decided to go out and conduct public interviews. On to the interviews! What area or district of Sacramento are you from? District 7. Uh, I'm from the Natomas area. How often do you see stray animals? I see stray animals sometimes. Pretty often. I see it a lot around my school. How does seeing stray animals make you feel? It makes me feel really gross. Uh, it makes me pretty sad to see them um, out in this weather where it's really hot and they don't have any shelter and also in other types of weather conditions. Last question. How would you feel about animal cafes that would hold x-rays and further keep animals off the streets? I think that would be a good idea, that people who like animals would like that. I think that would be pretty cute and a good way to keep animals off the streets um, and give them a good shelter and home. Okay. Now that we've heard a little bit from the public, I think it's time to talk about our program, Save the Strays. Save the Strays is basically based around rehousing stray animals in Sacramento. One idea we had was creating animal cafes. Animal cafes can draw in more businesses, get more adoptions for strays, and overall help Sacramento's reputation. Cafes have definitely been trendy lately, and we're sure animal lovers of Sacramento would love the idea of animal cafes. While it might be pricey and need lots of collaboration, we're sure it'll be a hit. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you took all this into consideration. And remember, save the strays! Here is our social hey guys, media call I'm out. Taylor. Welcome to another video. In today's video, I just wanted to bring up the topic of animal safety because my team and I are working on solutions to solve the stray animal problem in Sacramento. According to Good Day, as more people are starting to go back to work, the more shelters are being overwhelmed with the amount of animals they are taking in. Our proposed idea is making a cat cafe, or an animal cafe. Animal cafes are a great way to get stray animals to shop and put them back on the market for adoption. Thanks for watching guys, I'll see you in the next video. Alright, uh, here is our billboard. Our billboard showcases the animals living in boxes because often stray animals will have to find places to live in uh, boxes whenever they can't find a shelter. 
we also added our program name, Save the Strays, and our website where you can find more information about the issue. Next slide. For our proposal, we want to introduce animal cafes to the city of Sacramento. Animal cafes are typically cafe-style shops where citizens pay for drinks and enjoy being around animals. Examples of other cities having animal cafes are Lincoln, California, and San Francisco. If we can get proper veterinary care for stray animals, these animal cafes will be a great way to keep up spirits in the city. The pictures below are examples of an animal cafe. We, well, I'm sorry, they've probably got cropped out. Um, but basically, animal cafes would be good for the animals because they're usually spacious and also they have a nice minimalist look to it, which is trendy right now. Next slide, please. Animal cafes are primarily a great way for people who like animals but are unable to keep them due to finance or health reasons. Animal cafes could have a system where the animals can be put up for adoption again. And research shows that interactions with animals can reduce heart rate, increase dopamine levels, and cut down muscle tension. Further, the results of animal cafes would include better mental health throughout the city. Next slide, please. This is our website where you can find more resources on animal shelters and stray animals. Next slide, please. I would like to say thank you to the Sacramento Youth Commission for listening. Now be accepting any questions and or comments. Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, are there any commissioners who would like to comment? Yes, Commissioner Fall. Would animal cafes be different than kennels? I'm sorry, can you repeat your question? Oh, how exactly would animal cafes be different from from kennels and like more enjoyable for the animals? Uh, well, um, I can take on some of it if you um don't mind. Um, so our vision was that with animal cafes, we found that in the past two years, like um, bubble teas and you know like iced coffees have been very popular, like coffee shops. And also we thought that it would just be um, beneficial because if people are coming in for a drink and they see cute animals, it's a way for um, the animals to be socialized, which will make them uh, more than likely to be adopted because if they're not socialized, then um, like I said, they may be um, negative towards humans. So that was kind of why we chose animal cafes. Do you have anything to add, Julia? Uh, I do. So one of the things that we didn't have time to add, but we had thought about was we were gonna create um, an adoption program to go along with these animal cafes. So like Kamora said, the animals would get more socialized and more used to people. And then, you know, they'd be better for adoption. So it would be a big benefit to plus, um, not only would it help the animals, but the, uh, it also help people because, uh, you know, like, like you said in PSA in our videos, animals, you know, they give off serotonin and um, stuff like that when you pet them. So, you know, help with mental health of people as well. So, you know, it's a benefit for both. Um, also, I just wanted to add that this is like a new approach because um, like I said, we found that um, like cafes have been very popular. So it is similar, but it's a new approach. 
you. Um, I also had a question about how uh, animal cafes could help with the lack of space that's present in a lot of animal shelters. Um, kind of like, where would you be able to um, have the animals while they're waiting to maybe get adopted? Want me to do that one? All right. Um, basically, what we were thinking is, since there's a lot of old structures in Sacramento that aren't being used, like there's a lot of different buildings, you know, that people are just planning to tear down. We figured we can um, reclaim some of those and use them as training centers. That way, you know, the animals have a little prep time before we just push them into cafes. And then we would also plan on creating a program where we can have um, pet trainers as well vet techs and stuff come in, you know, just to keep an eye on the animals, as well as a volunteer program for um, community service hours, as well as, you know, just because people want to, you know, a lot of animal lovers out there. Thank you. Um, Vice Chair Sue? Um, hi, yeah, so I wanted to, sorry, like, this is a lot of the animal shelter stuff, but I was just really curious on how, um, like, the process would happen, like, would the um, profits from like the cafes go to like feeding the animals and like having them like sheltered and stuff like that would there still be like some sort of profit that would like um, go back to a company I know it's kind of like a little bit more detailed than you guys may have thought of but I was just wondering like what the process of like integrating like a cafe into um, kind of like an animal shelter thing um, would it work and like how the funding would that for that would be like accessed. Um, do you guys want to take it or do you want me to take it? Go ahead and take it. Well, that is a lot more detail and I appreciate you guys kind of um, opening our eyes for certain things. But what we were thinking was that it would go back into like other shelters like French Street, um, Bradshaw. We didn't really want there to be like a profit where it's going back to like individual people if that makes sense because the goal is to help animals and bring more funding to um shelters such as front street because when we interviewed people from there they said that a lot of their funding comes from fundraisers as it come from the city thank you commissioner Gavis. many thoughts but one of the ones that came up with this would in a business model, would you guys consider having a portion of those caf animal cafe sales go back to spaying and neutering the animals, to reducing the amount of animals that are strays in this city? How would you guys control that with the financial aspect? Would you guys be like, okay, you know what, let's do this, but let's make sure that it goes back into this kind of um, cyclical community where we need to take care of this issue? Julia? Um, let's see. Sorry, can you repeat the beginning of your question? It was kind of laggy on my part for a second. So yeah, so I was just thinking if you guys do the animal cafes, you guys would have to sell something, right? On the business side of things, um, you guys would have to take care of the animals. You guys would have to take care of all the other stuff. So would a percentage of sales possibly go towards a fund where we can spay and neuter animals that would go to like, I don't know, French street shelter or a shelter that would be working with the animal cafes. Uh, 
Yeah, I think it would definitely go more towards, you know, focusing on the animals. Like you said, we'd probably devote um, part of the funds to different animal shelters, uh, setting up new animal shelters. We'd, you know, we'd do collaborations with the current shelters, try to get um, the animals, like, you know, spayed or neutered. You know, uh, it would just have to take a lot of collaboration, but I think if we really tried to go for it, it would probably work out. Thank you. Um, if there are no other further comments, I'd like to once again say thank you so much for your presentation. All right. Well, thank you, um, Anomalies, and all of the great presenters, Ms. Maria, and returning you, thank you, too, for all of your hard work. And with that, our next presenters will be Channel 8. Um, is everyone from Channel 8 present? Thank you, Jocelyn. Yes, if the screen share could. Kelly? Give me just a moment. Um, okay, good evening. I'll start us off. Um, my name is Jocelyn Palma. I reside in District 3, and I'm currently attending Leeward Green Academy. My name is Kelly Yu. I go to John F. Kennedy High School, and I currently reside in District 8. Um, my name is Malik Mahmoud. I reside in District 3 and currently attend MP3 High School. My name is Yunaren Saito. I reside in District 6, and I'm currently attending Hiram W. Johnson High School. My name is Yaren Rabil. I reside in District 1, and I'm currently attending Undercom High School. Um, we have three members today who couldn't attend today, and the first one is Brittany Boo. She resides in District 1 and attends Intercom High School. And the next two are Elias Delaya and Malia Wynn, who both reside in District 7 and attend John F. Kennedy High School. All right, thank you so much. Good evening, youth commissioners, and thank you for setting aside the time to listen to our presentation. We're Channel 8, and our topic addresses the issues of marginalized communities that are unable to receive the COVID-19 vaccine due to a lack of resources, transportation, or accurate information. Our goal is to increase vaccine confidence and uptake with our gathered information and interviews. Stay to the end of our presentation to hear more about our proposal to the city in order to raise the number of vaccinations within our community. Next slide, please. Vaccines have been a controversial topic ever since their introduction to the healthcare scene, beginning with inoculation. Their controversy stems from distrust in the healthcare system and the circulation of misinformation. According to covid19.ca.gov, approximately a third of Sacramento residents are unvaccinated. 
This statistic is not only caused by uncertainty from misinformation or distrust, but also other limitations. In a survey conducted on some RAT City Hall participants, some reported having transportation difficulties, availability issues when making appointments, or parent hesitancy. When asked, approximately half of our participants replied that they had a moderate degree of trust in the healthcare system. 26 and 29% reported that they were unable to discern between true or false information, and roughly 30% have stated they were not receiving enough information about the COVID-19 vaccines. As you all already know, project was to create a PSA that showcases varying parts of our topic, including what the problem is in our community, why it's important, and how we can solve it. Our video explains all of these from our perspective and what vaccines mean in our community. So if you could play the video now, it would be fantastic. Can we be... Everyone, this is your local Channel 8 news with an important public service announcement. With its sudden entrance three years ago, COVID-19 has rocked it's the a little world quiet. and changed the way we live. As the vaccine emerged just as quickly as a suspected illness, which is the reason for hesitation in getting vaccinated. The community needs to keep pushing for a community okay. solution. We need Maybe a little community quiet. for the community. 31.9% of Sacramentans still do not have their COVID-19 vaccine, and one of the reasons is vaccines and vaccine information in disadvantaged and marginalized groups aren't as accessible, especially when it comes to online resources. According to pediatric doctor Emily Lane, she noted that she regularly sees this too. Like on your screen or your specifically COVID-19. Vaccines help protect yourselves, people around you, your loved ones, and many more. How would it feel to know that we do have the resources towards preventing illnesses and you didn't take advantage of it or didn't even know about it? Lack of representation in the youth community can create a divide between the future of our community and our adults. Educating Sacramento's youth is the key to creating productive adults. A direct example of teen advocacy is the Summer at City Hall program. There are many other opportunities for teens to share their opinions on how to improve the community if they're continued to be given the right resources. Our efforts towards a vaccine awareness campaign have not yet reached a desired effect. Each individual district of Sacramento will have to revamp and improve their current vaccine programs to target the issues we previously spoke on by adjusting funding towards public health to increase Sacramento's percentage of vaccinated people, which is just one way of relief. Serving community oh. needs in order to become vaccinated is what we advocate for, as the Sacramento general population demands their voices to be heard. However, Channel 8 wants to take a step towards the future and integrate vaccine information as okay. a requirement in schools. Not that quiet. One of our team's largest concerns is social media presented COVID information can be a leading cause of political views being shifted in opposition of the vaccine. As a response for this, Channel 8 strives to push for more vaccine positive videos, articles, and overall media. Take action now. We can't wait any longer for our problems to be solved. It's time to push the limits to support our community and all those within it by supporting immunity for the community. Next slide, please. Thank you. We will now be presenting our billboard. Once again, as seen earlier, our slogan is immunity for the community, meaning that it is not only essential for ourselves, but to those we interact and care for every day to be vaccinated and protected from the COVID pandemic. It acts as a reminder to look out for your friends, family, and neighbors, no matter the age, gender, and ethnicity. 
to simply do what's right, to return our world back into how it used to be, or for the better. Next. Now on to the social media video. This social media call to action video is meant to help destroy misinformation about vaccines and to promote the truth behind this, behind the practicality of this vaccine. Just for a little clarification, our video is about a court scene between the accused who is spreading misinformation on the COVID vaccine and someone who is pro-vaccine. Please play the video. Court is now in session. The accused may now be heard. The vaccine is fake. Everything about it is useless. I won't be trusting this government item and be putting it in my kids and myself. Your Honor, may I speak? No, sit back down now. The accused continues. I will not be trusting this vaccine and I will be continuing to retaliate against his absurd campaign. With this, we're done. You may now start. Everything you said now up until this point has been completely wrong. The COVID vaccine is helping a lot of people around the world, including myself, from getting sick. But... Silence. Continue. The vaccine is not useless nor fake. Ask the millions of people who have the vaccine, including myself. It's better to get the vaccine so you can keep yourself, not only for yourself, but other people from getting sick and getting COVID. Thank you. I understand now. Thank you for understanding. Both parties come into an agreement. I hope that everyone continues to get vaccinated. Um, next slide. One thing that we need to understand about vaccines is that we will never have a 100% vaccination rate in Sacramento, but it is something that we can strive for. To raise this percentage, we must target the problem at the source. For those who don't know, the city of Sacramento has already implemented methods and resources to combat barriers and limitations through the county's Department of Health Services website. Regarding the misinformation around vaccines, the Public Good Project, which is a nonprofit organization, has been using a tracking system that monitors any misinformation about vaccines. It emphasizes on the importance of spreading accurate information. Next slide. Ultimately, Channel 8 is taking a different approach by looking out for our future generations. So here's our proposal. We ask of you, the city council, to integrate and make vaccine education a requirement in Sacramento schools. Um, we believe that teaching and building health literacy among students will encourage and assist them in choosing for themselves what information to believe or debunk and whether or not to get the vaccine. Although it is not a solution that our city can immediately integrate, it is a potential curriculum worth uh, considering in order to have immunity for the community and to establish greater connections with the brilliant minds of the future. Next slide, please. Thank you so much for your time and for listening to our presentation. Please feel free to let us know if you have any questions. Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, does anybody in the commission have any questions or comments? Uh, iPhone would like to thank you guys for having such an informative and um, well thought out presentation. I could clearly understand what your end goals were and I really appreciate how you guys were able to explain your solution in detail. Um, I really like the idea about having education about the vaccine rather than trying to force um, opinions on others who might not be as willing. So rather by taking a different approach about 
educating about, you know, the more broadly about the immune system and vaccines kind of in general, I think that's a really great approach. Thank you so much. So before we move into our final presentation for the evening, I would like to just uh, recognize a couple of other folks. Um, first, I would like to recognize uh, Kyra Blackman, who was um, very instrumental in the development of our Career German Speaker Series. Uh, her support and guidance was invaluable, so I just wanted to make sure that we recognized her for her hard work. Um, I would also like to recognize our media team, Efren Morales and Doug Bingham. Their technical support um, made, you know, just the difference in us being able to live stream, uh, do Zoom on our in-person days. Uh, but those three together helped us bring over 60 hours of a speaker series where we were able to expose the participants of the program to all different sectors and careers and the journeys and pathways that individuals took to get to where they are today. So again, we would just like to give a special thanks to those individuals. Um, and for our final presentation for this evening, we will hear from the people. Good afternoon all, my name is Ariane McCullough. I reside in Elk Grove and attend CK McClatchy High School. Hello, my name is Denisha Vasnet. I reside in District 1 and I attend Natomas High School. Hello, my name is AJ Trin. I reside in District 1 and I attend Intercom High School. Uh, we had three group members who couldn't attend. Um, their name is Ivy Tan. She resides in District 6 and attends John F. Kennedy High School. Uh, Lars Larson, who resides in District 4 and attends Rio Americano High School, and Kong Hei Hong, who resides in District 8 and attends John F. Kennedy High School. Hello, Youth Commission. I'm happy to be here with you all today. Our group is The People, and our topic is drought and water conservation. So drought has been a reoccurring issue in California, although we've recently got out of the 2016 to, I mean, 2012 to 2016 drought. As of May 22nd, 2022, we recur to an even more intense drought. The 2022 drought has shown the driest temperatures out of all the droughts in the last 128 years of Californian history. In addition, water reservoirs are at a low due to the short amount of water received from the rainfall periods during the winter of 2021. As California arrives in another dry season, it's important to understand the impact water has in regards to Sacramento as a city and California as a state. And now we will share our PSA video. Winter summer, the weather is getting drier, temperatures are rising, and drought is getting worse. Droughts have caused distress for more than 37.2 million lives in over 50 counties in California. California has suffered from three droughts in the past. First drought in California was between 1928 and 1934, setting up the basis for water reservoirs. As of May 22, 2022, we saw the driest year in the last 128 years of Californian history. To confront the issue, legislation and regulations have been passed to conserve water usage. Despite the efforts to confront drought, we've already seen the consequences. As an agricultural-based state, California allocates a lot of its water for farming purposes. 
40% of California's water is dedicated to farming alone. With drought conditions worsening, the need for water in the economy is taking its toll. According to the Public Policy Institute of California, the drought conditions in 2021 reduced the amount of land supplied with water by 5.5 million acre-feet, which is about a 41% decrease. To put it to scale, one acre-foot is approximately the size of a football field. In addition, the cost for pumping groundwater has increased for farmers. With the 4.2 million acre-feet water increase, the farmland and additional water shortages from worsening drought conditions, energy bills for farmers have risen up to $184 million. With increased costs to production, around $1.7 billion has been lost in revenue along with 14,600 jobs lost. So what can you do? An urban community such as Sacramento's water usage may seem insignificant compared to the water usage of the agricultural and environmental industry in California. Rebates allow for customers to get a sum of their money back when they perform certain tasks. Various rebates have been offered to citizens such as grass conversions to more sustainable options such as artificial grass, toilet rebates, and irrigation upgrades. The average sprinkler system uses about 12 gallons of water per minute and runs for 8 to 12 minutes, meaning that every use takes up 96 to 144 gallons of water. The City of Sacramento has previously incorporated seasonal schedules when utilizing watering landscapes such as sprinklers. This system provides us an option with minimal effort in order to conserve our water use. Nevertheless, most of these solutions aren't ideal for communities with insufficient funds and resources. Luckily, there are numerous easy solutions one can implement in their everyday lives in order to decrease their water usage. Here are a few easy changes anyone can implement to make a difference. 1. Take shorter showers. 2. Don't let the faucet run when brushing your teeth. 3. Don't let the faucet run while washing dishes. 4. Check faucets and pipes for leaks. 5. Only run laundry and dishwasher when you have full loads. And 6. Avoid watering. Overall, water is a very important resource that we can't take for granted. As drought continues to worsen, we need to take action and do our part in conserving water. And now we will share our billboard. Our slogan, Stop the Flow, Save H2O, represents the conservation of water. We only have one earth in which we are lacking to sustain. The image depicted is earth that is as it is filled with water and the faucet as using up the water. And instead of letting the water just flow down and wasting it, it is saved in a pot to conserve it. Taking steps like this to conserve water will let us create better habits and change the status of the drought. Um, I think our teammate, Ariane, is um, having... No, oh, I'm still not. here, but I'm waiting for Mauro to share the presentation. Okay, thank you. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ariane Lakama, and I'm reporting the survey statistics. Um, thank you. To further our understanding, we conducted a survey with 46 participants in communities all around Sacramento. The poll aimed to gather data on the patterns of water usage. The questions we asked were, how many times do you do laundry per week? Results of this question say 32.6% of citizens wash their clothes two times a week. Next slide, please. Next, we asked, how many times do you wash your dishes per day? 39.1% washed them twice. 
Then we inquired, how many times do you activate your lawn sprinklers per week? 37.8% say two times per week. Next slide, please. Subsequently, we asked, how many times do you wash your car per year? 24.9% said five times a year. Based on data gathered, we learned that most participants are moderate with their water use and practice water conservation. For our final question, we asked if participants knew what water rebates are. We discovered that 91.3% of participants aren't aware. Understanding the use of water rebates could potentially benefit as citizens in lowering their water usage and conserving water. I will now be passing it on to AJ to report our solutions. So stated in our PSA video, water rebates are a good solution for conserving water. Um, there are both indoor and outdoor rebates that allow citizens to gain access to water efficient utilities. Uh, we acknowledge that some people won't have the or won't have access to rebates from the city. Therefore, we provided tips to conserve water. Conserving water in an urban environment such as Sacramento consists of educating people about methods of conservation. And now we will segue to our social media call to action. What's the most common way people waste water? Long showers, running waters, and leaks for hours. Where does our wastewater even go? It's left to your community sanitary sewer system to a water waste treatment facility system. Do little leaks in your home waste that much water? Yes. Yes. Do you know how much water the average American uses per day? 168 liters to 45 gallons you pay. Which state is doing the best in water conservation? Oregon! As the weather gets drier and the sun gets hotter, questions about water conservation are on the front of our mind. In drier places, such as California, residents and businesses have actually been using more water than they have in seven years. Read description, save and share. Stop the flow, save H2O. Our social media call to action brings awareness to waste people waste water. It consists of frequent questions asked about water waste and its answers. So drought becomes an increasing issue as our weather gets drier and hotter. By promoting water rebates and water conservation methods, we can do our part in conserving water. Thank you for listening to our presentation. We are now open to any questions or comments. Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, do any of the commissioners have any questions or comments? Yes, Commissioner Morley. Um, I did not have a question. I had um, a comment. I just wanted to say very good job, guys. I loved your videos, especially your um, social media call out. Um, very good job. It was very creative. Commissioner Fong. Um, I also loved your presentation. Could you give some more examples of water rebates though? Uh, yeah, of course. So on the Sacramento City website, I believe there's actually um, various rebates. You can do lawn conversions, which basically you switch out your lawn for more water efficient uh, plants or for turf. Um, there's also toilet rebates, which switch out uh, toilet for more water efficient ones um i think there's also ones for sprinklers too uh it might be like 
something with drip irrigation. But yeah, you can also find them on cityofsacramento.org. Thank you so much. Are those all the presentations we have today? Yes, Chair. Those are all of our, the six presentations for the 2022 Summer at City Hall program. Um, before we go tonight, I would like to recognize our adult allies, those that are maybe in front of the scenes or even behind the scenes within making the Summer at City Hall program happen. So our partners with Twin Rivers Unified School District, Sac City Unified School District, and Natomas Unified School Di District, Rob Roach, Andrea Nava and Lizette Mejadas. Also, as you guys saw the presentations happening, you had um, our teachers, our credentialed teachers that are part of this program. Again, we have Michael Washington, who is in his seventh year teaching this program. Um, Kim Bump, also in her seventh year, and Jamie Weatherson, who is in her second year. These three um, adult allies put in a lot of a tremendous amount of work prior to the program as they also upgraded and updated um, the curriculum um, before the program began. I'd also like to thank um, the various city staff that assisted in making this program happen this summer. We were in a hybrid situation where we had some in-person programming and some virtual. It was almost a 50-50 split half virtual and half in person, which definitely the in-person, you can see the difference, the relationship building and that can consistency of being able to be in the same space, actual in the same space instead of us on this virtual platform um, made a difference. Um, and I think there's um, individuals that have made new friends that are outside of their normal community in which they live, which is some of the exciting part of this program. But I'd like to thank Mauro Salas Rodriguez, who is here tonight sharing screen. Also, Shatara Travis, who has also been instrumental in, she's been a part of various presentations during our career speaker series. But also, Maria Vidas Medal and Rhonda Patterson, those two have put in a tremendous amount of time coordinating setting up meetings, canceling meetings, shifting this, doing that. And without those two, this program would not have been able to function. So again, we thank you for allowing us this opportunity to come speak with you. Um, we look forward to our 2023 program next year, which we are crossing fingers. That'll be completely in person and we will begin internships again. And we're also going to be expanding our application pool to where freshmen, sophomores, and juniors will be able to apply for this coming season. Um, so in 2023, during the month of March, we'll be looking at opening that up. And we're expecting our, grad our 40, I think 42 graduates to really consider coming back and being part of the team as a returning youth. It's a much different experience than when you are um, in the program, but we're looking forward to coming back in 2023 to present back to the Sacramento Youth Commission. So if there are any additional questions or comments, we are more than happy to take them. Thank you so much for all of your presentations. Um, first off, I would like to ask the clerk if there are any members of the 
public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I currently have no members of the public with their hands raised. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who would like to speak on this? Okay, I see no raised hands. Uh, this item is review and provide, this is review and provide feedback, so no vote is required. Um, we will now move on to the next item. Thank you so much for coming. The next item is commission comments, ideas, and questions. Clerk, will you please call on all the commissioners? Yes, will do. Our first commissioner is Commissioner Fong. I don't have any comments. Thank you. Commissioner Galvez. Uh, personally, I don't think there's anything to report. You know, it was a good summer. I hope everyone had a good summer. Chris, you, you can speak. I promise. Go ahead. Sorry, I just want to add that this is an opportunity for you as commissioners to talk about things that you have been doing in your own personal day-to-day -day life that is uplifting youth voice. Maybe it is a program that you participated in somewhere at City Hall, or maybe you have been part of um, a group that's out there that you have been working with all summer, or you're planning on putting together some type of work. So this is an opportunity for you guys as commissioners to share those types of things with all of our commission members. So I just wanted to put that out there because this, again, we have new commission members. So this is some of the opportunity for you guys to share. Thank you, Chris. But yeah, um, we just went on break. I hope it was good for everyone. We're gonna go back to school soon if you guys haven't already. Um, my sister started school today, so that means I am back to being her chauffeur. Uh, <laughs> I start school in September, I think. I have to do all the whole, a lot of stuff that you got to do. You know, you got to opt out of things. You got to opt into things. You got to make sure your classes don't cancel last minute. Um, it's been pretty, pretty fun, pretty eventful, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to report in our last meeting, I did go to the Pride um, flag raising back in June. That was really fun. It was really early in the morning. So that's like negative one. But other than that, it was a really fun event. It was a lot more people than when we first went to. It was really fun. Thank you. Commissioner Marin. Commissioner Marin, would you like to share anything? No, no comment. Thank you. Commissioner Morley. Um, so one thing I was doing in my free time um, was, well, it kind of um, was the whole school year, but I finished off my third year at um, Zero Tolerance Youth Committee, which is um, a youth committee that really focuses on um, educating African-American students on um, history not taught in the American school system. And we also specialize in um, trying to lower suspension rates um, amongst POC students. Um, so that was really exciting. I'm really happy to go into my fourth year doing that. Um, 
and yeah, school starts up next month. Thankfully, I don't have to go back in the next few days. Um, so yeah. Thank you, Commissioner Avulu. Yeah, so um, for one of our Sacramento Youth Commission assignments, I actually got the opportunity to talk to some local organizations about the Sacramento Youth Commission um, and just like some things, they, some resources they feel youth need in the Sacramento area. Um, and then there was one other thing, but I cannot remember it now. So we'll just go with that one. Thank you. Commissioner Rupright. Commissioner Rupright. I do show the commissioner online, um, but not issues. Nope. We'll come back to Commissioner Rupright. Commissioner Segura. Uh, I've gotten the chance to work with SAC, which is a um, youth advisory um, committee for uh, SUSD to um, help advise the district uh, on changes, um, which has been a good opportunity and um, Thank you. Commissioner Urban. Um, I do not have any comments. Thank you. Commissioner White. Hello. Um, so one thing I was really lucky to be able to do over the summer was I was in DC for a long amount of time uh, for a class. So um, I was able to attend and speak at a uh, abortion rights protest on the day that Dobbs v. Jackson came out at the Supreme Court, which was really exciting. Um, I hope everyone had a great summer and I'm looking forward to the year ahead. Thank you. Vice Chair Sue. Um, hi, all. So um, same as Commissioner Bolu, I also did an assignment reaching out to some local community organizations. Um, we had some good conversations, but unfortunately, um, they couldn't attend tonight. Um, in addition, um, Chair Huang and I also worked with um, a local organization called Sat Kids First um, on kind of like campaigning for the city council to vote yes to add a measure that would give um, increased youth funding equivalent to, I believe, 40% of the cannabis tax um, to like add that to the ballot. Um, so we did a lot of work with that. And then we ended up speaking and making public comments at the city council meeting. And they voted in favor eight to one to approve that to the ballot. So um, I think that I will be doing some more work with them in the upcoming months to try to get that ballot uh, measure passed in November. Thank you. Chair Hong. Yeah, like, like uh, Vice Chair Sue said, um, I had the wonderful opportunity to work with him and with Sack Kids First um, on encouraging the city as well as um, people within the city to help forward this uh, movement for increased funding for youths within the city of Sacramento. Um, additionally, uh, I got a message from um, Commissioner 
Rupai that uh, his internet is currently lagging, but he would like to say that the um, city of city at summer at city hall program was um, a wonderful opportunity for him. Thank you, Chair. And um, just to loop back to Commissioner Rupai, if your internet allows. Okay, doesn't look like it. Um, thank you. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Um, I believe this concludes today's agenda. Thank you for your participation, and this meeting is adjourned at 7.45 p.m. Have a good day.